starring Bela Day in... But, Ma, that's my favorite movie! Oh, well, all right. But don't you spend too much time in front of that TV, do you hear me? Yes, Ma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of... But Ma, that's my favorite movie. And today's episode is titled, But Ma, that's Tank Girl. So yes, this is another version of, I I know I use the word analyzing movies, but I don't think it's so much as analyzing it, more just, you know, providing some commentary, some you know some trivia about it you know just kind of talking about just a little bit of the ins and outs of the movie and what the movie is about now if you are a returning listener thank you so much for coming back again and again I appreciate you you're a real one period and if you are a new listener well hello and welcome and you are in for a treat today because we're talking about a super super fun movie now this theme is cult classics okay so on the previous episode episode 10 we talked about the movie gone with the wind and that is considered a classic classic by time and I kind of went over the different types of classic movies and of course you can't talk about timely classics without talking about cult classics and what we did learn in the last episode is that cult classics are based it's it's like a certain it's movies that are for a certain type of group of people uh, which make total sense and I think along with certain people liking the movie I think it just has to do with of course like the humor or the content of it and also the obscurity Uh, because a lot of the times cult classics not everyone has heard of them it's not like household movies compared to you know a movie like Gone with the Wind even if you haven't seen it people know that that movie exists regardless so we're going to get right into this movie because we have a lot to discuss so lights camera action I have two words for you brush your teeth this is a line from the Tang Girl. And this movie was released March 31st, 1995. I was three years old. And you know what? I was trying to think, when did I see this movie? What made me watch this movie? It probably had something to do with my sister. Maybe she showed it to me. Maybe I just came across a, came across the movie on TV. That's probably what, ha- what happened because... I remember um, when I was in middle school, I and we lived in this one house. I just remember, like, when we watched cable, I used to just come across so many different things. And, you know, of course, now today, I, you know, some of those movies I still watch today, uh, like, for example, How to Lose a Guy in ten, 10 Days. Like, I don't know, just random stuff I will come across. And maybe that was it. I don't know. But anyways, this movie was directed by Rachel... Ta Talale, I I believe that's how you say it. Talale, 
Um, she actually directed a bunch of different episodes on just like a bunch of different TV series. Um, and then, uh, as an example, uh, she directed, um, the TV show Sherlock. Well, now I'm not sure every episode, but probably some episodes, maybe all of them. Um, and then also directed, um, some episodes in the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which is super cool. Cause I watched that show and that show is super good as well. Um, the writers of, of course, so like the writing credits, and I have to talk about writing because, you know, I'm a writer myself. Uh, the, the writers are Alan Martin, uh, Jamie Hewlett. Um, they did the comic strip, which we're going to talk about that. They're the creators of it. And then the like writer, which it says written by, but we're going to assume that's the screenplay, was by Teddy... Serafina, Seraphine, and then we have well actually I'm just going to do something a little different so I'm just going to say the actors as I'm giving the summary of the movie so let's go okay the year is 2033 and we're in a post-apocalyptic setting so basically a meteor hit earth some time ago and it has left earth in ruins and there has not been rain ever since that meteor has hit earth so everything is pretty much dried up right desert land and then along with this ruined earth and no rain and just life as we know it is no longer as we know it there is also um these rippers okay so we have these like human slash creatures that are super dangerous that you know, as you're maneuvering on this new earth, you have to also be careful to not run into them because they'll just savagely kill you and tear you up into pieces. So, um, and then we're going to talk about the Rippers a little bit. Um, I mean, they are a huge part of the story, but I'm just kind of giving you the main, you know, plot points and stuff that is going on. But the Rippers basically look like, to me, they're like human kangaroos. If you can imagine a kangaroo as a human, but, um, okay, I was just going to sound weird because it kind of reminds me of my boyfriend's dog too, um, because he's like a Chewini and he has like these huge ears. I think apparently like Chewini mixes, that's one of their physical traits is to have huge ears. So they also have like these huge ears and yeah, it, it's crazy looking and it's really cool as well. But anyways, so as the world is seeming hopeless, we end up getting introduced to our main character whose name is Rebecca, aka Tank Girl, aka TG. I'm going to call her TG. TG or Rebecca? Because I feel like TG sounds like more cooler, so we're going to go with that. Um, or I'll call her Tanker. Whatever. Now, Tank TG is the best woman I love to see in movies. Kicking butt, taking names, looking cute while doing it, and also the comic relief, okay? So... She is fun, carefree, sarcastic, witty, and knows how to hold her own, okay? Uh, which we will learn, you know, later in the film. But initially, we, when we meet TG, she had just came from um, scavenging across the land because she was trying to find this gift for her boyfriend. So even though we're in this apocalyptic setting, 
she is finding a gift for her boyfriend. So it's like, you know, something we would do now because, you know, we're living our day-to-day life. Everything's pretty seemingly normal. And then you have something being an apocalypse and you're trying to find a gift for somebody. But I guess life still goes on. So she she lives in this house. So she lives in this house with her boyfriend, with some other people. There's also kids there. Now, I they don't give a lot of backstory about TG. So we just immediately see her with all these people. Now, are they her actual family members? I don't think so. I don't get the vibe that mom is there, dad's there, sister's there. These are just like random people that met, got together, built their own community, stayed in this house, and just have, you know, established their own little community out in the middle of nowhere. And as they are living their lives, you know, making the best of what they can in the situation, they are able to steal water. Now, why would they need to steal water? Isn't that crazy? Like, that's just a given, right? Well, no. In this world, water is a commodity, a hot commodity, okay? And there is this man named Kesley who becomes the ruler of water and power. And literally, that's what his whole um, establishment is called, water and power. He owns almost all of the water. And um, how did he become in power? How did water become a... Co- I think it well, it became a commodity for the fact that there hasn't been any rain. So there's been like this huge drought for like many, many, many years. And somehow he was able to dig up some of the water and control it all. So let's see. Okay, so then, you know, sadly, you know... The best things do not last forever. So this, you know, wonderful little community ends up getting raided by Water and Power because they, the Water and Power found that there was a shortage. And I believe actually, because there is this one scene um, with um, Kesley where he gets really mad at one of these sergeants because he didn't do what he needed to do because he wants to be in control of all water. And there's one place that they're not fully in control of. And he got mad at him for not... I guess being as proactive as he can to make sure like they have taken over everything. And so I believe where Tank Girl and them are living, this is the area that they have no control of yet. But then when they get raided, they realize that they have been stealing water from them and people get killed. Her boyfriend gets killed. Other people in the house get killed. And then one of Tank Girl's closest buddies now this isn't her sister or anything i think just someone that she's become really fond of and close to her name is sam um she does end up getting kidnapped in the midst of all this going on and you know tank girl this is when we see the true badass that she is because she's like kicking butt she's like shooting there's like five guys and she's just one girl and she because um one of the guys was trying to, well, was going to, you know, um, hold her hostage or whatever, but he didn't have a chance against Tank Girl. And so she ends up, you know, uh, fighting him. Well, she blows um, some sand in his eyes and then, like, puts, shoves it down his mouth. And then she ends up, like, um, uh, uh, pulling off his 
the you know the grenades the little stick or whatever it's called she ends up pulling that ends up blowing up so she like takes on this one guy then when she steals his gun she takes on like five other guys and so you know we're just seeing her badassery it you know we're we're seeing it in action so anyways she does end up getting captured by the men eventually and they see everything that she did and they're like well we can actually because one of the guys wants to kill her and then the another guy goes no we can have some fun with her so they end up taking her and they bring her to um kesley because of how you know how like um how what's like a good word like just how a um I want efficient. Like I say that at work at my office job. She's not efficient. She's more than efficient, but she's just like just her the power she has within herself and just how she can hold her own. They, you know, bring him bring her to Kesley and he even, you know, he when he finds out that she she's killed eight of his men, he offers her a position to work for him. But, of course, she refuses, and she does it in such a witty way. The whole movie, she's super witty with everything she says. I wish I wish I could tell you everything she says, but the the dialogue that she has with people, it doesn't... Like, if someone was just saying it out loud, it wouldn't make sense. But it's, it, it's, circum, it's circumstantial. So it sounds better when you hear it in the movie versus if I just said it. Because you'd be like, wait, what? Like, I don't get it. And then you have to explain the whole scene and why she said it. And But yeah. But anyways. So then she is actually forced to work in this factory slash mill that has all these other prisoners that are basically working for, you know, slave labor for Kesley. Now, Kesley is on a mission because he wants to break Tank Girl because he... um because he he really he's only giving her one option you're gonna work for me she keeps saying no so he keeps wanting to try to break her down until she will say yes because he knows how much of an asset she can be to his team so at one point she ends up taking like this powder bath <laughs> i know right powder bath powder bath kesley is so stingy he won't even let them bathe with the water okay who wants to bathe with powder come on when I saw that, I was like, I was just like, that looks super, it was like the song in the background, it was like slow motion, I was like, that looks super uncomfortable, but anyways, so then, as she's taking her powder bath, she hears this woman crying, yelling, well, not really yelling, but just like crying, like in distress, and this woman ends up, well, this is who we're gonna know as Jet Girl, and she is a prisoner there who is constantly being harassed by Sergeant Small, who completely violates her any chance he gets. Now, I just realized I have not been saying the actors' names along with their characters. So, Tank Girl is played by Lori Petty. That's a funny last name. I mean, that's Nicki Minaj's name. So, and it's funny because I was looking at that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, um, yeah, so Tank Girl's played by Laura Petty. Uh, Jet Girl, who I was just speaking of, is played by no- a very young Naomi Watts. And then uh, we have Kesley is played by Malcolm McDowell. And uh, Sergeant Small, who's the one that 
who is the one that harasses Jet Girl is played by Don Harvey. And um, I guess just, I know I kind of give you like who, what movies they're in. I know this is kind of a lot, but hopefully it sounds, you know, better than how I'm hearing myself. <laughs> okay, so um, Laura Petty, she also was in League of Our Own, Free Willy, Point Break, Naomi Watts. She also played in King Kong, Birdman. And then I think the movie that people most know her for is The Ring. And then uh, Malcolm McDowell, he, another cult classic, A Clockwork Orange. He was in the 2007 Halloween and Time After Time. But that's like the one I know him from as well, Clockwork Orange. And then Don Harvey, he, um, who plays Sergeant Small, he played in Die Hard 2, Cash of Wars, Taken 3. All right, let's continue. So, let's see, where are we at? Okay, so Tank Girl hears Jet Girl's cry. She goes to, you know, to her rescue. And as smooth as she is, she tells Sergeant Small, like, leave her alone. This is my girlfriend. And, like, kisses her. And Sergeant is freaked out. He, you know, walks off. And Jet Girl thanks her. And and Tank Girl's like, for what? Like, why are you thanking me? What happened? Just because that's just how witty and sarcastic she is. But, you know, Jet Girl doesn't really know her like that. So this is the first time that they meet. And then they end up meeting again. And this is, when they meet again, it's following from the scene where we see the first interaction that Tank Girl has with a tank. So, like, that's where her name comes from, is her for her, her love of tanks. And she ends up finding this tank, uh, falling in love with it, and when she's trying to, like, start the tank up, there's, like, a code you have to give, and of course she doesn't know it, and if you say the code enough and it's wrong, then it's going to, you know, it's not going to be pretty, right? I think it's, like, it will release nitrogen oxide or something like that. Some gas that's going to, like, kill her. Because they know whoever's in there doesn't belong. So, anyways, Jet Girl ends up coming to her rescue then. And deactivating it so, you know, nothing happens to her. So, then, you know, we're we're getting to the point where Kessler is on his last attempt to break Tank Girl, okay? And he ends up taking her to the site. Um, so she can help them find where the Ripper's underground location is. Now, why are they trying to find where the Ripper's are located? Well, they had this, like, there was this one place where they had these tank trucks um, that were completely destroyed. And they know it had to be from the Ripper's. And so in order for them to avoid, you know, losing more water, they have to figure out where they're at so they can ultimately tried to kill them. And so they decide to take Tank Girl to the site that they believe the Rippers are. Now, in this site, there's like all these different booby traps and stuff. And they're basically using Tank Girl as the guinea pig to be able to maneuver it to try to find, you know, where um, like one of the traps is so they can be able to find where their bunker is but what ends up happening is of course the rippers are there so and they're much smarter than 
the people at Water and Power, and they end up attacking them. Blind, well, they, they're blindsided because they don't know the Rippers are going to come out. But they come out, they, you know, they're ripping people apart, they're killing people. I mean, it's a complete mess. But everyone gets killed except Tank Girl. And then Jet Girl, she was actually riding a jet above the scene, so she was seeing everything as it was going on in the sky. And... Tanker realizes she's now free because everyone's dead. Even even Kesley has been, like, we see his arm, right? So we don't even know where he's at. So we know he's savagely been possibly torn apart. So then Tank Girl and Jet Girl, they decide to, you know, kind of go on their own accord because now they're free. But keep in mind, Sam is still gone. So Tangirl goes on a mission to try to find Sam. And she does end up finding Sam at this place called Liquid City, which is this like brothel Vegas-esque place where, you know, people can go there. You can tell people of money can go there, get their socks off, um, also just, you know, get some entertainment, enjoy themselves. Just a place of you know, leisure to, you know, get what you want. And so she ends up finding Sam there. And they they find Sam and they like, <laughs> they end up breaking out into this number, singing Cole Porter's Let's Do It, Let's Fall in Love. And as she's doing this song and dance, uh, the Sergeant Small, because where they're located, it's attached to um, this. It's attached to Liquid City. I believe that's what the place is called. Hold on, let me see real quick. Where is it? Yeah, okay. Um, it's attached to Liquid Silver. And so they, you know, he orders the guys to go in there to break up because he's hearing Tank Girl singing, but he doesn't know it's Tank Girl. And then when they go in there, they end up recapturing Sam. So then... Tank Girl, Jet Girl had to, you know, have to go and find her. As they're walking through the desert, they end up falling into a booby trap, which, what do you know, ends up being the Ripper's underground place. Now, of course, that's super scary because these Rippers are dangerous. People don't even really know what they look like. Um, They just know that they're pretty much, like, savage. Bougie ratchet. And so uh, they end up meeting these Rippers, but they see them out of their normal armor i guess you can say or their costume and you know that's when we see that you know these kangaroo slash human creatures they talk just like them they're basically just like they're basically just humans and they you know really end up getting to know who these rippers actually are and what ends up happening is the rippers they like hold them hostage they're not sure what they want to do with them they end up trying to figure out if they can trust them because they think initially that they're a spy from the water and power uh industry or they think they're spies from water and power and so they put them to this test to um retrieve these weapons um that they you know want to get from water and power because of course the less weapons they have you know the less that they can try to you know defeat these rippers with or try to kill them with and so they put them to that test of course they don't betray them because they're not 
spies or anything and then they end up trusting them but what ends up happening is whenever they retrieve those guns they end up finding dr prophet who created them who they were super close with is in one of those crates and dead because of course kesley knew their plan he you know he figured it out he ended up hearing about it so then they end up having a common goal which is to take down water and power and that's what it is and of course there's also and it's kind of funny um there's one ripper who i believe uh let me see i think i think it's uh dt i think it was dt um, the Ripper, ooh, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but he like is, you know, likes, likes Jet Girl. And then we have Boogie or Booga who, you know, he used to be a dog and then he, they turned him into a human and then this creature, of course. And, um, so they each have like love interest in these creatures, which is kind of funny, but anyways, so, yeah, some other cast members that were in this movie, we have, uh, which was funny. So, one of the other rippers is Ice-T. He plays Saint. Um, and of course, we know Ice-T as the rapper. Um, he's, you know, recently been in the Law & Order SVU series. Um, then we have Jeff Cooper, who, pl- well, okay, Jeff Cooper plays Booga. Um, he played in Sully, Sons of Anarchy, The Walking Dead, um, then we have Reg E. Kathy, who plays DT, who played in SWAT in the Mask. And we have Scott Coffey, or Kofi. He played Donner. He was in Some Kind of Wonderful. And then we also have Stacey Lynn Ramsower, who plays Sam, um, the little girl. She was in The Babysitter's Club, The Sick and the Dead. And then we also have Iggy Pop, who played in... Uh, which I thought was crazy. The Crow, City of Angels. Um, he was also in Cry Baby. And, of course, you know, he's a musician. A lot of people know who Iggy Pop is, okay? Um, let's see here. And, yeah, so that's... Oh, and then we have Ann Cusack, which is the sister of John Cusack. Um, and she played in movies like Accepted and Stigmata. All right, so uh, let's, you know, we're going to go into some, you know, a little bit of trivia, some history behind this movie. Okay, so if you did not know from what I said earlier, uh, Tank Girl is a British comic book that was created by Alan Martin and Jamie Hewlett. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, That was first published in 1988 in the Deadline magazine, which is also a British magazine that consisted of comics throughout the whole magazine and initially this tank girl section uh strip whatever you want to call it um it was under the form of the new comic talent and then it ended up gaining mass popularity people loved it and wanted more of it and then at one point there were so many publishers that were fighting to get the licensing to the comic and then eventually dark horse comics won and they had reprinted the strips in color in 1991 and eventually there was a graphic novel named tank girl the odyssey um, which was made in 95 which was the same year that this movie was made now, what I loved about this movie was throughout the 
movie there were different scenes that were animated and that were like basically like comic books but brought to life now what's funny about that is I liked it I thought it was endearing I thought it was different I thought it made sense I thought it you know you know when you have the human interaction you know sometimes you can have those moments where you can lose focus but I felt like whenever they put the like they interjected like those comic strips in there those animations I felt like it just gave a good balance and a good variety that you know helped keep your attention throughout the movie okay so and, and what's funny about it is Alan and Jamie the craze of the comic book they spoke really poorly of their experience whenever they were creating the film um and they felt like it was a sore point for them which, you know, that's super sad to hear because that's something they created. And, you know, that's exciting when it becomes a movie. But when it becomes a sore point, like, in your career, like, yikes. And so they thought the script was lousy. And then um, they they had to keep rewriting it. And they were trying to put, like, these different jokes in it. Like, um, Grange Hill jokes and Benny Hill jokes and... It's like the I guess they weren't getting it, and so that was causing them to have to keep rewriting it. And then um, they'd actually forgot to film about ten major scenes, and so they had to animate them. Which, you know, cue in the animations in the the comic book scenes that were in the movie. Uh, but I and and so they thought it was a horrible experience because of that. But I felt like it made sense, and I thought it worked. I thought it really worked. So, okay, now, something about Tank Girl's character, she kind of reminds me of a Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn as far as, uh, just like the personality, just being so unrestricted in what you say and what you do and how you present yourself and how witty, you know, Harley Quinn can be as well, but... What's really ironic is the current Harlequin, her company had optioned for a reboot of Tank Girl, okay? And we know who the current Harlequin is, which is Margot Robbie. And Alan, one of the creators, actually had tweeted or they sent out a message somehow, you know, letting people know that they had found out that Margot Robbie's production company uh, was, you know, optioning for the script. And this was all said in 2019. So I'm super excited to see what they do with it. Do do I think Margot could be a good Tank Girl? Of course, yes, because I felt like Harlequin and Tank Girl definitely have some similarities. And um, just some facts here. So let's see. So Ice-T, he actually had an interview on a hip-hop show where basically the host was making fun of him for being a part of the movie, which I was kind of looking at it and I was like, I can't believe Ice-T was in a movie like this, right? Um, And Ice-T had said, whenever he had this interview and the guy was making fun of him, he said, I was paid $800,000 for that movie. And then the host quickly shut it up. Because, yeah, you get paid a pretty penny, you know. You'll think about what you'll do, you know. Um, now, the director, Rachel Talley, 
She had pitched this film to Ambient Entertainment and Columbia Pictures, but both of them had turned them down. They weren't interested. And what's ironic, what's funny to me is Disney actually gave her an offer to, um, you know, to take on, you know, her script or to take on the movie, but she turned it down because she did not believe the studio would allow the levels of violence and sexual references the plot required. Because that's the thing, Tank Girl's raunchy. Can you imagine Disney doing a Tank Girl? Because if, if you watch the movie, it is it's very raunchy humor. The stuff that they say is very, like, it alludes to, like, dark humor, sexual humor a lot. Disney, I, maybe they didn't really know or have read those comic books to know what type of humor it was. Yeah, they didn't know. So that's probably a good thing she turned it down. Because it would probably fell through somehow later. Now, this I thought was funny. Emma Bunton. Victoria Beckham and Jerry Horner. Three from we got Baby Spice, Posh Spice, and uh oh my god, what's the Ginger Spice? Is it Ginger Spice? Oh my god, I'm losing it, guys. But anyways, the Spice Girls had auditioned for the role of Tank Girl. Could you uh I love y'all, but no. Okay, so I thought this was super interesting. Okay, so Courtney Love was offered the role of Jet Girl, but she backed out when her husband, Kurt Cobain, committed suicide. And she eventually, she came back and she worked as the film's music supervisor. How crazy is that? That if you place where this movie came out, and you know, Kurt Cobain's death was, you know, a huge thing because his band... Uh, Nirvana was super respected and something intertwined with something. I thought that was just, I don't know. I thought that was super, I mean, it's terrible. Like the circumstances of, you know, what happened with that, but just so interesting that somehow tank girls linked to that. I don't know. I thought that was super crazy. Interesting. Now there was one band that the filmmakers had wanted to be on this soundtrack they you know at the time it was a little band so they wanted them to be on the soundtrack because they thought they could bring you know good flavor to the whole vibe or the theme of the movie and this little act was known as the green day yeah and during production they end up getting so big that they could actually no longer afford them but what's crazy is you would think if they were small and they had a certain price that they would just stick around with it and be like okay we did commit to this but then their popularity grew so then prices changed y'all i do not even know now there were eight rippers that were featured in the film half were given principal roles while the others were mainly in the background yeah because there's only like four main ones booga What's all their names? Let me see. I feel like I missed somebody. No, it wasn't Reg. No, I think it was... Okay, earlier when I was talking about the one that liked Jet Girl, that was Donner, not DT. So, yeah, there was Donner, DT, Booga, and Saint. Yeah, there was like four. I want to say there was another one. But those were like the four main rippers in the film. So, um, each ripper had articulated ears and tails, which were actually activated by a remote control. 
And even the background rippers, they had a mechanical snout, which could be activated by a remote control or by the movement of the actor's mouth. And there was actually a lot of scenes that were deleted. And originally, there was supposed to be a lot more, you know, um, more raunchy dialogue, more sexual dialogue, uh, possibly, you know, alluding to sexual scenes. But all of that ended up being taken out just because, you know, you have to be careful when you're trying to get a rating for a movie. You can't have it too, too raunchy, you know? Because then it's kind of, you know, crossing a line past from, you know, being just a quote-unquote film that could be showed in theaters, you know? All right, guys. Well, you know what? That is all I got for you today. Oh, well, I'll tell you one more thing I want to say. Okay, Laura Petty, I love her. I think she was the most perfect tank girl. I would prefer to keep her the only tank girl because I feel as though that is some big, big shoes to fill to try to have someone be as spunky as outspoken as natural just everything she embodied in this character and i think it's gonna be hard now i believe margot robbie she could do it if she can get out of the headspace of like harlequin has some personality traits but she would have to completely embody a different type of character if you know what I mean. And then also, um, Lori Petty, she has the most unique voice. When I tell you her voice is so freaking unique, like it really is. And then on top of that, um, she just has just one of those very distinct voices. And I absolutely love her. And I, I think she's just absolutely perfect in this movie. And you know what, guys? That is actually it. I am done. The credits are rolling. The show is over. And you know what? I'll see you at the next showtime.